Hi, family, and welcome to Jordan's Journey Podcast, your number one resource to help you grow in life and in faith. I'm your host, Jordan Thorpe, where we talk all things your journey to becoming, becoming who God is calling you to be. So if you're ready to learn and grow along your journey, stay tuned. Hi, family, and welcome back to another episode of Jordan's Jordan's Journey Podcast. If I can talk today, this is real life, real people with real testimonies. And today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Quanisha Bynum. Mm-hmm. Did I say your, pronounce your name correctly? Uh, Quanisha with the I. Quanisha. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, Quanisha. Um, I'm always very grateful the people who decide to come on and share their story, share their testimony. And so tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, any interesting facts that we should know. Gotcha. Um, so thank you for having me, first of all. Um, hello, and my name, so again, my name is Quanisha Bynum. Um, I am actually going, I'm currently in school to become a certified herbalist. So soon I'll be an herbal practitioner. Um, And with that, uh, eventually my goal is to actually open up my own wellness shop. Mm. Uh, I here soon by, at least by the end of the week, I'll have it at least typed up. Um, I'll be coming out with my own vegan cookbook. Uh, It'll have like a lot of like, um, my recipes and also to a lot of smoothies that I make. I'm very big on making um, alkaline smoothies um, and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's what's coming soon. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, I was vegan for a couple of years. I'm kind of like pescatarian a little bit. Like I still have a vegan diet. I might throw some fish in there. I might eat chicken once a month or something, but I did go like straight vegan Mm -hmm. just to try it out. And so I really enjoyed it. And it really, I found that it really helped to just help me to make better eating choices because I found like other meals that I can make that are just healthier um, other than chicken. And so I'm curious to know, how did you get into like herbal wellness? How did you get into that industry? So, um, it's, it's actually, so I started, uh, I was in school and ideally I was going to become a nurse. Um, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I started like realizing the way, um, how, like when I started realizing the way, um, the hospital kind of goes about when it comes to when it comes to healing and trying to heal the body and stuff like that. It's like we're so quick to um, recommend like pills, right? That when there's so much, um, and and really when I became vegan, it really opened my eyes to a lot of like herbs, vegetables, and things of that. So I I went through the prerequisite classes of nursing, and then I got to um, the nursing program. And 
But at that time, that was actually around the year where I had actually gave my life to God. Um, I said, I, you know, I told him like, I don't, I, I want you to take full control of my life. I don't, I don't want to have control of it anymore. I want to the in the direction that you want me to go. And it's funny because it all kind of tied together because, and I'm glad that I was able to like, I stayed open-minded about it because at first I was so dead set on being a nurse. Like, I'm like, nobody, nobody could tell me nothing. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. That's just what it was. And, um, and it's nice because as I transitioning into that phase, I got exposed to um, health and wellness. Mm -hmm. So then, which was then also too. So at that time I was living in Indianapolis and, um, a part of my journey was God moving me. Um, he relocated me at that time. Um, so I'm Texas, and when Wait, I was in Texas, in Texas, right? He relocated you to Texas, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay, yep. So you're currently in Texas. Okay, Texas in the building. So, so I'm currently in Georgia. Uh, yeah. Um, he moved me again. And it's so crazy because I understand why. But um, at that time I was in Texas. So then I had the mindset of, OK, I'm going to. That's when I got introduced to the health and wellness degree. Um, and I realized more up my alley than nursing was, because um, at that time I was like, well, once I become a nurse, I actually like want to um, um, stop. stop but then but I then, was thinking, man, like, if I become a nurse practitioner, it's like they're going to train me to um, recommend um, medication, like pills and stuff. And I'm like, but I did. That's not what I wanted to recommend, like in my heart. You know, um, I really wanted to inspire people to look into and get back to um, our vegetables, our fruits, our herbs, you know. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, then when I got introduced to the health and wellness degree, um, I was like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Well, then, um, like I thought when I moved to Texas, everything was going to be all peaches and cream. Like <laughs> I was going to, uh, I was going to get my job and I was going to settle out there and you know, that's just where everything was going to be. But then he moved me out here to Georgia, which is where my, uh, biological father lives. And, um, you know, me, biological father, we actually, we didn't have a relationship. Um, he, he left when I was like two. So, and I, but I was blessed with a stepfather and I was able to, um, you know, have somewhat of a relationship with him too. Um, and so when I moved out here, I was like, well, God, what are you doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm like me and my dad, like we don't have a relationship at all. Um, and it was kind of like, and at that point I was in like my isolation stage because I also unfortunately, um, didn't have a relationship with my mom either growing up. Um, so it was kind of like, I, I was like, I thought I was going to be out here. I had this, I had this idea, you know, 
and essentially keeping God in a box, you know? And, and now that I look back at that, I'm so glad that I, that I allowed him to just do his thing in my life. Um, because looking back at it, I see why, like coming out here, um, I was able to, you know, voice with my dad, how, how I felt, um, and things of that nature. So let me, um, let's just pause for a second so Mm -hmm. we can catch up. So you, you were in Atlanta. Yeah. Or I was in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yep. Then you moved to uh, Texas. Texas. Yep. And now you're currently in Georgia. Okay. And you're in Georgia right now. Yep. So I asked you about what made you get into the wellness, you know, and the health and wellness as far as the natural, holistic healing. And you mentioned about it was really when you started your relationship with God, you felt like there was another way. And so when you started your journey, you found out there was a there was another way outside of nursing and prescribing people, prescribing people pills. And so let's go back. Take us back to the day that when you did realize that there was a God, how did you even start your journey? What happened? during that process I would say what happened was like was when I realized that everything that I was doing I knew it wasn't what God had for me how did you know that um because when I was living in even like where I was at so I was um the relationship I was in prior to, um, I knew that I realized once, so once I had split up and once I like became single and started really focusing on my relationship with God, because I asked him, I was like, you know, I know this isn't what you have for me. And so then it was just kind of like, I started creating that, like, I started really focusing on my relationship with him. And he started showing me like, what he has in store for me. And I knew that that wasn't it. Because when I was out there, I was in, uh, I mean, I was in a terrible neighborhood, and and didn't even know it either, because I'm not from Indianapolis. Um, And so with that being said, where I had moved to, I mean, it was, it was bad. It was to the point where I couldn't get no sleep because every night it was always gunshots um, Mm. going on. And I mean, it got so bad to the point where I realized like I was losing sleep. I was, I was losing my mind because it was just kind of like, I know this isn't what you have for me. Mm. Like this was, you know, this, this came from me being of the world does yeah. that make- yeah no it makes a hundred percent like sense <laughs> totally yeah. that, was, uh, that was a um yeah that was that was from me being of the world and where I and I'm like god I know this isn't what you have for me and so then that was when that day is what made me little I mean I literally got on my knees and I was like god take take over me I, I mean yeah. My life. Let me know where you 
go and I'll be obedient and I'll do it. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. I know that you, you're, you're much higher, you know? Right. No, that's so good because one of the things that I found is that when you are in alignment with God for your life, there's protection, there's provision. And so when you're somewhere and you're like, you don't feel protected, it's like, I'm in the world. I'm just out here. Exactly. Like, I don't have any protection, you know? So that's very interesting. Like you realize and awaken like this, this is not it. This is not the will of God for me. So you have to surrender. Exactly. You just surrender. You got on your knees. And so what happened after you surrender? How did you get out of that situation? Um, so out of that situation, I actually, so when I was still living out there in Indianapolis, I, um, there was a time where I had, um, I had broke my, you broke your ankle. Yeah. I broke my, and, um, so at, I had to go to the hospital, but how I broke my hand, my ankle, um, it was, it was due to like the, um, the neighborhood I was at, um, they never salted. Um, and so it had rain, it had rained and sleet for three days straight. And, um, I was on my way to the car and I mean, I was walking like so slow. It's, it's kind of crazy how like I still fail. And I was walking so slow because I, I noticed I'm like, man, they're not salting out here, you know, like how they're supposed to. Um, so long story short, um, I ended up um, talking to my lawyer about it. And we went through with the case on that because, um, you know, he was just informing me like on their end, they were some, they were they didn't do their job, basically. Um, and so. Ideally, when it comes to like cases like that. Um, it usually takes like up, up to two years. I mean, I had even talked to multiple people about stuff like that. Right. Up to two years with that stuff. Well, with me, um, that check is what God had blessed me with to be able to move to Texas. And when, wow. yeah. And so that day when I was just like talking to him, you know, because that's also another thing too, I've had to get out of the mindset and change my mindset on is that God is not a religious God. He yeah. relationship God, you know what I'm saying? So even just speaking and talking out loud, he hears you. Yeah. He hears you. It doesn't have to be, Oh, Father God, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying like, you know, I think when when you come from like a religious background or have had exposure to that, because see, that was kind that was pretty much me. Like right. younger, um, I I was I was exposed to that kind of religious background. And then um, you know, once we had moved, because I'm from Illinois. So when we had moved from Illinois to Indianapolis, we go back to church um and so I went to church like occasionally with some friends but yeah and so taking in consideration of that I was just talking to him and talking out loud and the next thing I know I received that text from my um from my lawyer mind you on top of that I had also had just lost my job too as well unfairly like <laughs> 
Um, I had lost my job unfairly, but looking back now, I see like it was because God never had that. He, he, he didn't have that plan. That wasn't his plan for me, you know? But at the time I'm sitting here freaking out. I'm like, God, I don't lost my job. You're telling me you want me to move to Texas. How the heck am I going to move to Texas? (laughs) What's going on? So then that's when I received the text message. And I was like, I literally like dropped my phone because I expecting that until like another year later Mm. and so it was like okay so when I saw that and then when I had saw that amount I'm like I had never seen an amount like that a day in my life girl I got on my knees and prayed again and I was like Lord I need you to take full control of this situation because what I don't want to do is act out and like not utilize this money in the way that you want me to utilize it so that it can truly benefit me right so then when I told him that, that's when he gave me, that's when he started revelating to me that he wanted me to move to Texas. And it was like a couple of places I had already planned on eventually moving out of Indianapolis because I knew that that wasn't the place where I wanted to like settle down, have kids and stuff like that. Um, and so when I was like, okay, God, I need you to confirm it to me because I'm a little hard headed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I need you to like, really like give it to me to where I know that I know that I know that this is what you want me to do. Yeah. And so he did. And Mm. that was pretty much, so that was pretty much that transformation from, um, from Indianapolis to Dallas. Wow. When you were talking about, um, you lost your job, Yeah. but at the same time, God was still telling you to relocate. Yeah. And so you he he was telling you to relocate, but then he also provided the provision and the resources resources you needed to relocate it once you got into alignment. Yep. Exactly. And I I feel like that's important because when you're in alignment, there is provision. Yes. And it may not come from your job, it may not come through the ways how we're used to seeing when we're in the world, because you're just solely dependent on your own resources. But when you are in alignment, there's like supernatural. Yeah. And he just makes a way and it just goes to show you like his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Like, so how you think it's going to happen may not happen like that, but you just got to be obedient to what he's telling you to do. Cause it's all going to come together regardless when you're in his will. And it's it's gonna come together and it's it's gonna be so beautiful too in the long run because you I've even like looking back, I've learned so much. And like I said, even being here and even though like I I don't want to be here, like I I really wanted to stay out there in Texas, but I see why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And what is the reason? What did you discover from being there that God sent you there? So for one, it was a part of my healing. Um, so, uh, and healing is important. I just did a, another podcast episode. Um, and he, he mentioned that you can't heal in the places that hurt you. You can't heal in the places that hurt you. You have to go through isolation. You have to go away and heal yourself. So go ahead, finish. Yeah. Um, me moving in. Part of my um was one a part of my healing when it came to um like my dad. I didn't realize 
I'm not saying he had a huge effect on me because again, like I w- I was blessed with a stepdad. You know what I'm saying? But it was a way for me to let him know how I truly felt because when I was living in Indianapolis, I tried to gain a relationship with him, but he never like he would he would dismiss it, you know. Um, <clears throat> and so like I can and I can never get a hold of him. And so it was like, you know, he was always busy, yada, yada, yada. So when I came out here, it essentially forced us to, you know, say what we had to say. And the beautiful thing is I ended up, um, I ended up, uh, writing him a letter. Um, I wrote him a letter and the beautiful thing about it, because I, um, so I don't know if you're familiar with Stefan Speaks, but he, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about how um, like writing letters are like how effective they are. And I mean, I've I've honestly gotten a lot of benefit out of writing a letter. Um, so and- are you writing like a letter to yourself? Or are you writing a le- letter to the people that hurt you and sending it to them or you just are keeping it? How does it work? I wrote a letter to people that hurt me and then um I go in so how he talks about it is you the first draft is you write it out and you just say like say what's completely on your mind um like so even if that boils down to you like cussing them out then you know do so that's the first draft then the second draft you know and even as I was writing these letters especially like um there was one one letter I wrote to my mom I had to take like a couple days because that was deep but um, and then there was the letter I wrote to him as well. And um, as I'm writing the letter, I was like, I just let it all out. That was the first one. The second one, when I revised it, this time I read the letter as if I was him reading the letter. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. So then that allowed me to be to like when I edited it, I was like, OK, let me not say that sentence in that way. That's a little harsh. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not going to really receive it, you know? And so I revised it. That was my second one. Then I was to, uh, then all the letters I gave them out. Now my mom, I was able to give her her letter, um, prior to me leaving Indianapolis. Um, I don't know if she's read it. Um, I did ask her and she did kind of us. So I just let God take care of that because at the end of the day, that's at that point, I've done everything that I physically can. You know what I'm saying? So I trust God on that, on that process. Right. So then with my dad, I did not know him because it had been so long since the last time I had saw him. I was younger. When oh, I, so you didn't know his address. So be able to send the letter to him. Okay. Right. Because at this point I was in Dallas and mm-hmm. I, and I didn't know I was going to come here to, to Georgia. Right. But I still had his letter. Mm-hmm. So then when I moved out here to Georgia and I had that conversation with him, you know, the the beautiful thing that came out of that was I actually I ended up finding the letter because everything was still packed because I had just I had just drove down here and mm-hmm. so ended up as I was unpacking, I ended up finding his letter. And I read his letter and I was like, wow, I couldn't do nothing but glorify God and thank him because I literally said everything that was on that letter, I said it to him. 
And so, oh, so you end up saying it to him face to face. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because I even, when I read over the letter, I was like, dang, should I give him this letter? But then as I'm reading it over, I'm like, wow, I literally, I said that, I said that, we talked about that. You know what I'm saying? So that was, I mean, it, it, it was really beautiful. And then being out here, um, he's shown me, you know, um, I have cousins out here that I grew up with or not grew up with, um, that's on, um, his side of the family. They're out here too. And unfortunately it's a situation where, um, you know, they, they don't have, their intentions aren't genuine intentions, you know, um, I, I, I'm the type of person where I, I, I genuinely want to see everybody win and succeed. And it's the complete opposite with them. And being out here, God had to move me out here to, for me to like actually see it. Because at the end of the day, if I'm being honest, you know, God knows us. He created us. He knows it. Like my heart goes out for my family. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, even, even if they do me wrong. You know what I'm saying? And and it's kind of one of those things where I had to see their true intentions in person for me to be like, okay, yeah, look, this y'all just gonna go y'all direction and right. I'm just gonna go my direction. I still pray for y'all, I still love y'all, but if you guys anything nice or net like positive or nice to say about me or to me. Then, no, and y'all don't want to see have nothing in common. So I have a question. So you didn't send your dad the letter, but you were able to tell him in person yeah. as far as how you felt. Yeah. What was his response with the in-person interaction? Um. So his response, it wasn't... It, it really wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, there was some things that he, he denied, but I know it was true. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a couple, there was, there was a couple things that he denied, but I knew it was true. Um, I just, I kinda, I listened to him, you know, but I left that situation knowing that again, it was kind of just like with my mom. I, I did all that I truly physically could. I did the work, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's good because your healing process is for you. It's not necessarily for the other person. You know, you can go up to a mother and father and they can just totally deny everything that happened. Exactly. And yeah. But, but what you have to do, you know, even in my healing process, I realize is accept people for who they are. Yeah, that you know, because I remember I was in therapy and you know I was working through some things about you know my situation, my relationships with family members and I remember the therapist saying, "Well, what happens what she was asking me what would my desired outcome be?" And I'm like, "Well, I want to have a close relationship and I want us to do this and I'm just like very hopeful." And she's like, "Well, what if that never happens? You know, what if that's not who they are? And then just coming to accepting that that's who they are. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I'm healing. That's part of my healing, just accepting people where they are, understanding also 
that everything is working for my good. You know, God placed those parents in my life, those particular experiences in my life, and they shaped and molded me into the person that I am today. You know, because there's just certain things that you have to experience to be able to help people, bring people out. And so that really helped me in my healing process with just accepting people for who they are. Because the only thing that you can change is yourself and just working on you. Keep becoming a better version of you. That's it. That's it right there. That's and that's something I had to that was something I, I pretty much realized throughout this process. Um, I because again, these we're talking both my parents, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and so it was just kind of like, and I've I've never had a relationship with I've never had a close relationship with anybody, with my mom, with my dad, with my two yeah. sisters that I grew up with. Like, you know, because they, I mean, they saw the way I was treated, you know, I, I, I didn't have a voice. They were allowed to have a voice, but I, I wasn't. So even when I tried to talk to them, they do the same thing. You know, they, they don't allow me to speak. They're, they're dismissive. You know what I'm saying? Or they say like, oh, you're tripping, whatever the case may be. And it's just kind of one of those things where I had to do the same thing. I pretty much had to come come to terms with, you know, well, this is just how they are, or this is just right now, you know, and, and who's to say, you know, things, maybe things will change. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe they won't, but either way, Mm -hmm. I'm okay because I'm changing. Because exactly. I'm healing. Exactly. I'm doing what God's telling me to do. And so that's all, that's all you can do, you know? And, and then I noticed too, like with children of God, you know, you, a lot of us don't have the best relationships, family relationships. It's not. That's what I'm starting to notice too. The, the cookie cutter. It's just not that. And, and, you know, I believe that that is intentional because you have to understand that God is your provider. He is your father. Yeah. He is the best father. Yeah. Then a, then a physical, you know, father here on earth. And so you start to realize that, you do have a family. And this, and and even Jesus said, who was my brother's mother's sister? He said, the people who do the will of my father are my brother's mother's sisters. And you start to see those scriptures, you know, live out. Yes, that is a fact. That is a huge fact. One thing that stood out to me during this process, especially like uh, when I was still in Indianapolis and going through all of that, like losing my job and, um, and all, and even where I was at, and then also trying to heal at the same time and, and realizing that I'm dropping these relationships because, you know, they're still in the world. And God's like, well, if you want to sit here and be with me, these people can't come with you. These people are not like, you can't be connected to them. You know what I'm saying? And, and one thing that always stood out to me was when he talks about how we were formed and created, but um, he, he created us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Right. He knew us. He knew us. Exactly. Yeah. That that really kept me going because, you know, I mean, it was like for, for a long time. I mean, since I was younger, I never had a relationship with my mom, but it was like, I think like when I was younger, I was hoping that like when I got older, you know, maybe get a relationship 
that. And that's not to say like we hate each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I we still. Yeah, it's just it is what it is. It's not like there's no love loss. You know, I still love you. You learn to love people from afar. That's it. But you also learn to protect your boundaries. You mm-hmm. also know, understand your triggers. You also know how to protect your peace all at the same time. Like you learn those things. And so yep. that's just what it is. It just is what it is. And that's exactly what I've learned in this process. And that's why I can't do nothing but but glorify God for it. Because it's he's taught me how to set boundaries. Because I, I was never taught how to set boundaries, you know? He's taught me how to set boundaries and and stay firm on them and 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 not to and most importantly not to allow people to show you who they really are more than once. Yeah. You know. Yeah, what are some of the boundaries that you put in place like with your family members and how do you have a relationship with your mom and dad now? What is that like if you do? So some of, um, I know like one boundary I had kind of, I pretty much had talked about it, um, before I, if they're like, if there is, when it comes to family, if there is nothing that you ever have to say to me, that's nice or positive about me or to me, then I don't, I don't want you in my life. I don't need you. We you know, I still love you, but no, I'm not, I'm not accepting that basically. Yeah. That, um, and I, that is part of your power. The fact that you don't have to accept it. Exactly. You realize that, you know, because as children, you're, you just kind of subjected to things. But the beautiful thing about being an adult is that you don't have to accept any of it if you don't want to. That's right. That's right. You know, um, especially like, because like when it comes to like, you know, being out here, um, and being, uh, being around my cousins, I saw, it was kind of like, I'm like, okay, so not only do you, do you never have anything nice or positive to say about me or to me, but all you want to do is talk down on me, bully, and then purposely make me feel like, you know, I, I don't fit in. And then intentionally, you know, I had, I had one cousin literally look me in my eye and asked me if she was um, antagonizing me, I think was the word that she used. And I'm like, I had to, I mean, I had to sit here and look that word up. I was like, and then I'm like, okay, so you purposely want to make me mad and, and take me, basically take me out of character. Yeah. I don't need you in my life. Mm-mm. You gotta go. No. You just got to go. Yeah. 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 So, um, so. That, those are a couple of boundaries that I that I uh, make sure I set. Um, I mine's was particularly for family because to me it was easy to sit here and essentially set those boundaries with friends. Um, you know, but even with friends, I had to do it like with people that I grew up with. When they showed me their true intention, their true colors, I'm like, you know what? Why why am I holding on to you just because like? You know, so some of the boundaries I hear that you're saying is just like when you notice something, there's no use to holding on. It's, you, it's no. cut off. You just got to go. Like we're not doing going back and forth. It's no. just like everyone's grown. You're an adult. If you notice something that's not in alignment with what God said about me, my life and where I'm going, then you no longer serve a purpose. And that's OK. Yeah. And there's no beef and there's no love loss. And I don't yeah. owe you an explanation if I don't feel like. 
you know, you don't need one. And that's just it. And see, and that, and that was the thing that I was coming up, that I was coming across because with these people in my life, like with everybody, I've, I've, I've already explained to you the reason why Yeah, I'm saying. So, so I'm not going to keep on, like you said, we're adults here. I'm not going to keep on going back and forth. You know, maybe that's what you want, but I'm not going yeah, to. You're not going to keep taking my energy. You know, there's other things that I got to be putting my energy towards. So I'm not going to keep giving you my energy in that way. So if you are not emotionally sound or intelligent enough or mature enough to understand what is needed for healthy, thriving relationships, then. Yep, exactly. And then as far as my relationship with my mom and dad, um, you know, honestly, from, you know, especially with my dad, I, I kind of keep my, I keep my space. When it comes to my dad, um, there are some things that, you know, him and both my mom, I kind of keep my space between them. I still text them like, you know, like um, on the holidays or something like, hey, happy, happy new year, Merry Christmas, stuff like that. But um, I I really cut it short and and have really just been keeping my distance. And, and it's and it's for the good. You know, because it's helped me to um, to see clearly um, yeah. distance from because you know both my mom and my dad has like they they've been very manipulative in my life, and with that because because it's like with them being my parents and me have having like a soft spot, it was kind of yeah. like hard for me to like really see what was going on but when I isolated myself and allowed and like allowed God to like just kind of talk to me and And reveal to you you know your discernment starts to kick in he starts showing you things like this is what this is yeah (laughs) and so it I I just I keep my distance and I guess that would be another boundary too that I uh that I have like I um I don't I don't them for long periods of time right and i make sure cordial keep it cordial straight to the point and you love them from afar and i think anyone who is going through any type of family matters and healing from family matters um because that is a very common denominator as children of god um this would be really beneficial as far as just learning to love people from afar setting up boundaries and understand that you can't change people. The only person you can change is yourself. Absolutely. And so thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story. I know someone will be blessed and encouraged by it. And we will see you guys in the next episode of Jordan's Journey Podcast. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by this episode. For additional resources to help you grow in life and in faith along your journey, visit jordansjourneycoaching.com. Until next time, God loves you so much and so do I. Bye.